You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm just presenting the show today. I will not be your host, but before we get to that, I'd like to introduce uh, my co-hosts who are in the studio as always. Uh, first uh, in front of me, we have the uh, purveyor of Jenko jeans who still wears them. That'd be Ken. Hey, what's up? Yeah, um, we're, we're kind of bouncing off the walls today, aren't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're bouncing off the walls again. Uh, <laughs> it's a late night Triviality coming at you. Uh, we have uh, Matt, who uh, got married to the song I Will Always Love You, uh, and then annulled quickly. Mm-hmm. How's it going, Matt? I'm doing good today. Uh, and then uh, the man with the uh, box full of pogs uh, next to me, that'd be Jeff. How's it going? I swear they're going to come back one of yeah. these days. Yeah. Everything comes pogs, back. They're bad. I probably turned a $1,000 baseball card into a pog at some point with that pog machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those were fun. I love those. Um, and uh, joining us uh, over Skype are uh, a team of two, uh, husband and wife. Uh, also, uh, some, I guess, some disagreements between uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin, but uh, we'll get to that later. It's going to be our cruiserweight champion and Patreon supporter, Matt, and his wife, Erica. How's it going, guys? Hey, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, we've been married for almost 11 years now. Uh, we have twin nine-year-olds. Uh, we live in western Wisconsin. Uh, Erica works as an, uh, as an accountant for a produce company. Yep. And I work as an IT professional for the National Marrow Donor Program. Be the match. Oh, that's great. Uh, is there a link people can go to uh, donate marrow? BeTheMatch.org. All right. Awesome. BeTheMatch.org. Well, thank you for telling us that. And before we started, you said you wanted your team name today to be NKOTB for life. Is that correct? Forever. Forever. Oh, Eva. So I didn't even get that. Eva. And then, uh, Erica, that's, that's just for the record, for life, just uh, so you know. which member of NKOTB uh, was your favorite? Oh, Jonathan. John. Wow. Yeah, you Interesting. Don't hear Jonathan. You don't hear Jonathan that often. No, you don't. He was the quiet one. I loved him. And my son's name is John, and it's not a coincidence. Oh. <laughs> it's not good to be in a singing group yes, and be the quiet it. one. Yeah. Yeah, but the quiet one is the Kirkpatrick's of the group. The Fatonis. Um, yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, joining us also over Skype is going to be our guest host today. He wrote this game uh, special for us, and that is uh, frequent guest and guest co-host, Andrew Brown. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Very doing good. all right. Uh, getting ready for the school year, I'm, I'm assuming? Yep. Getting ready to do that. Uh, figuring out some new ways to teach and new material. So We should also probably mention, uh, because of all the bizarre references we've been making, this is an all-90s game. It is an all '90s game. We're coming at you in four-three uh, with mono sound. Uh, we're we're here. We would do a, a opening montage if we could um, in the style of Full House, but we we aren't video yet. Yeah, so you know you've logged on to AOL and downloaded our episode, so we appreciate that. Yep, and thank you for waiting the hour and a half it took to download. Uh, but yeah, so Andrew actually he wrote a special '90s game for us, '90s themed game in the style of our own game. So I'm going to throw it over to Andrew, and uh, you can kind of explain, uh, you know, why you love the '90s, how you came up with the game, and then we'll we'll get right into it. All right. Well, uh, I was born in the '90s, 1990 exactly. Uh, so I just the it's what I grew up with. Uh, I like the '80s and '90s, like all that. And this is a offshoot of a game that I wrote for the trivia night that I host that I kind of adjusted for you guys. So Fantastic. wonderful. And where do you host trivia if people want to check you out uh, locally? 
uh, in Sand Springs, which is just outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, at a place called Sandites Billiards and Grill. So Sandites. All right. I don't uh, I don't really know what that is. What does that mean? Uh, a Sandite is literally a resident of Sand Springs. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. It sounds like someone that uh, Vin Diesel would have gone to war over in like an epic, you know, period drama or something. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, before we get going, uh, I'll have Ken uh, dial up our rules guy real quick. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! All right. Well, yeah. Rules, guy. Sounded sounded the same. Ken, what do you have to say for yourself? It was good over the phone too. Yeah, it was. There wasn't a lot of lag. No. Well, uh, I guess we should get started. Uh, we came up with some fun '90s names. We were first going to be Team Crossfire, mm-hmm. Pam Tanner's Mangled Corpse, <laughs> but uh, we settled on uh, Street Sharks. Mm-hmm. I settled on Street Sharks. It's going to be me and Matt, as per usual, the yep. reigning champs. Reigning champs. Yeah, and Jeff and I, uh, you know, the fact that Matt and Erica are NKOTB forever, I want it to be NSYNC because they both came out in the 90s. Uh, but Jeff said no. And Jeff, what did you want us to be? I want to be uh, Zach Morris's trash. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll be Zach Morris's trash. Trash. Slater. How about Slater? Slater no. Die. Slater's? Slater Die. <laughs> Slater's great. Slater Die is a great reference. Yeah, no, I, I love uh, I love Slater. All right, well, yeah, I guess we're all ready. So, uh, Andrew, uh, whenever you're ready, take it away. All right. Question one is going to be a 1990s movie Tribond. What iconic 90s movie features the following people? Tim Roth, Samuel Jackson, and Ving Rhames. We're locked. Oh. We're, we're also locked. So, uh, Matt and Eric, you guys can talk. Oh, we know it. Oh, Good great. Day. All right. <laughs> So uh, we're going with Pulp Fiction right off the bat. Uh, yeah, Jeff and I are also going with Pulp Fiction. You're going down to the fifth. Pulp Fiction for us also. And we are all correct with Pulp Fiction. All right, good start. Love a strong start. Mm-hmm. All right, question two. It is in Politically Political. In 1994, the Hutu-run government made the headlines by killing countless numbers of Hutu and Tutsi people. What country did this occur in? We're locked in. Yeah. Okay, we're locked in. Yeah, we're locked in too. And hey, notice your your bathroom gel was called the Lucky Boy. Your your hair gel. One took of a, many. I took a glance at it really quick, <laughs> and it has a nice like script lettering, and I thought it said boy for a second. <laughs> why? Because it looked like an F. No, oh my, my question God. was why were you in his shower? It's not. It's it's hair gel. It was on his uh, counter. Yeah, it's on the yeah. counter. Uh, so we said Rwanda. We are also going with R- Rwanda. And uh, new kids on the block. We went with the Sudan. And the correct answer is Rwanda. Fighting uh, on the border of Burundi. All right. Moving on. Question three. Question three is not the Olympics. In 1992, Antonio Rabello, a Paralympic archer, led the Olympic torch in what Spanish host city? We're locked in. I'm not good at these. Oh, okay. I got it. Never mind. We're locked in. All right. Let's start with new kids on the block. We're going to go with Barcelona. Okay. Street Sharks. Yeah, I know this from uh, watching a bunch of stuff on the Dream Team. I believe it's Barcelona. Okay. And Zach Morris. And like your very, very annoying white friend at a Mexican restaurant, Barcelona. Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) And Barcelona is correct. Good start. Yeah, good start. Um, I was thinking that was going to go 1996 for Atlanta because that's the only one I remember. Mm, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Lighting the torch. You guys are so young. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is an homage to a, another trivia podcast. And so this one is Andrew Murders a Hit. What 1999 song starts with the following lyrics? I may run and hide when you're screaming my name, all right. But let me know now there are pieces to fame, all right. All of our time fitting flashes of light. Now, for those who couldn't understand that, I may run and hide when you're screaming my name, all right. But let me tell you now. There are prices to fame, all right. 
all of our time spent in flashes of light. I got it. Oh, good deal. <laughs> 1999. Yes, I'm looking for the name of the song. We both wrote down two very different answers. I wrote down Backstreet's Back, and you wrote down Cypress Hill. Yeah. Which Cypress Hill do you think it is? Uh, that rock superstar song. Uh-huh. But is there rapping in the beginning of the Backstreet Boys song? Uh, I think he rapped to throw us off the hint. Oh. I think that Backstreet was back, and we all said all right. That's okay. why he murdered the hit. Yeah. Then, then I'm I'm with you. So we're locking in with Backstreet's back. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, new kids on the block. Well, the name of the song, yeah, I, I, I have no uh, idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> Running down. Uh, uh, don't shoot my dog. I don't know. What? <laughs> Two of my favorite hits. Yeah, the classic Backstreet Boys song, Don't Shoot My Dog. <laughs> more of a country song, really. Yeah. It's when they try to branch out into country. Well, that, that sounds was, like uh, more of a setup for Whose Line Is It Anyways? Or the Jerky Boys. <laughs> I am Zach Morse. Uh, all you people, can't you see, can't you see how your love's affecting our reality? It's larger than life, uh. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and Zach Morse is correct with larger than life. Boo. Street sharks are trash. <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> street sharks, yeah, street sharks are not back. Number five is I Want My DVD. Four movies were released in Japan with the launch of the first DVD player in 1996. Point of No Return, known as The Assassin outside of the U.S., Blade Runner, Eraser, and what Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones movie. We're locked it. New kids on the block have not been. We're in. You're in. Mm-hmm. They're in too? Yep. Uh, so it's probably The Fugitive. I was just thinking that came out earlier, but if it was the first time on DVD. So did Blade Runner, so. Yeah. So, uh, okay, we're locked in with The Fugitive. Uh, Zach Morris is trash. We are also in with The Fugitive. And New Kids on the Block. Same with us. And everyone is correct with The Fugitive. All right. Now, Neil, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Twister was the first DVD ever, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Twister is right. The first one I ever bought uh, was I bought uh, The Truman Show and Out of Sight by Steven mm. Soderbergh. Good choice. After five questions, it uh, looks like uh, New Kids on the Block Foeva is in third place with 30 points. Uh, right on top of them is Street Sharks with 40. And in the lead right now with uh, 50 points, Zach Morris is trash. Question six, category is doubles. Perfect. <laughs> on June 11th, 1997, Michael Jordan had his famous flu game in which he scored 38 points in the Chicago Bulls Game 5 Finals win over what NBA team? We're locked in. I only reference the flu game like every other episode, I know. so <laughs> we're locked Constantly. in. We just we just uh, reference this too. Uh, it's either was it ninety seven? That's got to be um, the Jazz, right? Jazz or um, Trailblazers, I think, uh, or the Suns. I feel like it's the Jazz, right? Is that the year that they faced the SuperSonics and Gary Payton was talking trash? I just know. I, I don't know if that's the series that uh, he did that shot at the top of the key against the Jazz. So I know. So, 96 was the year my sister was born. Okay. And she was born on their Game 4 win the year before, and that was against Phoenix. Okay, so maybe it is the Jazz? None of that's true. None of that's true. <laughs> yeah, your sister was not born on that yet year. <laughs> no, it, it is all true. Okay. Uh, okay, I don't know. What do you want to go with? I, I can't. I just watched the entire flu game because I was interested. <laughs> that, like it was, it was the special cut with no team facing them. Well, it was all it was. Everybody the, was blurred out. It was just highlights. <laughs> it was highlights of the flu game, and I did not. I well, cannot remember. You can't get the color of the. I think it's the Jazz. I don't know. I'm fine with that. Okay, we're gonna lock in with the Jazz over here. Yeah, it's the Utah Jazz. It is the Utah Jazz, and they played Phoenix in '93. So whatever your story is, is completely wrong. <laughs> what did they play the year before that? The Sonics. Oh, they did play <laughs> the Sonics. <laughs> I was thinking Suns, but you're right, Sonics. Well, Utah Jazz is the correct answer. Yeah, despite my ranting, which had nothing to do with anything. Question seven. The category is more than just trucks. Seven. Tonka, a toy company known for building trucks, created which delicious-sounding doll during the 90s? Mm. Great minds think alike. Mm. Average minds also apparently think alike. So Zach Morris's trash is uh, locked in. Yeah, after a bit of debate about uh, timelines, we are in as well. Everyone locked in then? Yep. Yep. All right, let's start with Street Sharks. Um, I, I don't know. I know that there was a cartoon of this in the 80s, which would make, I don't know, maybe they made the toy after, but we went with Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, we'll go New Kids on the Block next. Oh, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my wife has a tattoo of this character on, on her side. And uh, I'm pretty sure that it was wrong when she was a little kid, which I know <laughs> was in the 70s. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, 80s, she, she corrects. Right, right. Uh, so we wrote down Strawberry Shortcake also. 
right, Ms. Egmores. Uh, we two went strawberry shortcake. <laughs> uh, well, the correct answer is they created cupcake dolls. Mm. Ah. Oh. The streak ends. I believe this was to combat against strawberry shortcake. Um. Uh, all right. Uh, question number eight. She was number one. Which honey artist had the most number one hit songs during the 90s? We're locked in. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Jessica Alba, right? <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> honey honey artist. from the Not from the movie. No, not from the movie. Honey. Uh, Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> yeah, hmm. Are you guys locked in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we're locked in too. Any thoughts, Jeff? I mean, initially you'd want to go um, Whitney Houston because of the bodyguard because she had so many number one hits. Oh, wait, honey. Jesus. I'm sorry. It's I got it. We're in. <laughs> All right, we're, we're locked in with uh, Mariah Carey? Yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. All right, Street Sharks? Yes, it's a sweet fantasy. We're going Mariah Carey. And new kids on the block. Mariah Carey for us, too. And everyone is correct. Had a brain fart there. Question nine. Category is, why can't we be friends? Where were Ross and Emily supposed to go for their honeymoon on the TV show Friends? I'm looking for the city. <laughs> we both rode and crossed out the same thing. Yep. Perfect. Doesn't he like go and take somebody anyways or something? I think they go Sandals, on... Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> the Caribbean's number one freshwater pool. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't watch a lot of Friends. Yeah, I was a Seinfeld guy. Yeah. I don't mind Friends, but... Mm-hmm. Um, well, you worked on Friends, didn't you? You were uh, Jennifer Aniston's nipple wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> What did the nipple wrangler do? Keep it cold enough in the studio? Well, no, well, they should have kept it warm enough, but Matt did not do his job. Yeah, he had nice. one job. Would he wrangle it for Chandler since he has three? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Child labor laws were a lot different in the nineties. <laughs> well, part of it's because your your uncle worked on the show. So, mm-hmm. all right, we're in. Enough uh, of this. <laughs> I have no idea. Matt and Erica know friends really well, so um, yeah, just pick a city that you would go on a honeymoon. Other than Hawaii, probably. Isn't he... What kind of a professor is he? Archaeology or paleontology, like okay. bones. Where, where would where would he want to go? Um, Somewhere old, maybe? Yeah, like... Jurassic uh, Park. Mesopotamia? Yes, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Island, Island Nublar. <laughs> yeah, what's a place where you dig up bones? Yeah, New yeah. Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's true. New Jersey, yeah. All right, you pick a city, any city. I don't know. What do you think of, like... There's no logic. Like the so. classic Paris? Sure. Yeah, let's go Paris. Got it. Okay. New kids on the block? Jamaica. Mm. And street sharks. We just said Rome after making a joke about sandals, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, it's actually Athens, Greece. Oh, that was close. Greece is where they're supposed to go. Yeah, because they're they're in the airport, and he said he has to go, and they did the announcement for last call for Athens, Greece. And Rachel went. What, Rachel went instead. No, but Rachel came back with the hair stuff, the beads in the hair. Yeah. They went to somewhere tropical. It wasn't well, Athens. Well, she's Greek, you know. We saw many tropical stylings in Mamma Mia. That was in Greece. No, there you go. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Question 10 is, let's get prehistoric. In 1990, the most complete skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus Rex was found in South Dakota. What was its name? I think we're locked in. Yeah. Yeah, we got that one. It's not... Is it it's got to be the... It's got to be this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, we're locked in. Okay. Yeah, we're locked in too. Well, uh, let's start with Street Sharks. Maybe the lengthy residency in Chicago is confusing us, but we're going with Sue. Okay, new kids on the block. We're going yeah. with a T-Rex named Sue. Yeah, it's not fair that you get those Chicago guys there. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And then, uh, early 2000s, Neil Story. I took a class, my favorite class in college, called Age of Dinosaurs. And the instructor, the professor, worked on Sue for many, many years. And the first day we get into class, and he, he walks up in front of everyone, and he goes, quiet, quiet. And he says, um, I, I have to do this every year. This is my, like, whatever, it was sixth year teaching this class. Uh, do not ask me questions about the Tyrannosaurus Rex or Jurassic Park. I will have one day where we talk about Tyrannosaurus Rex. I worked on Sue. That is correct. But it also caused my divorce, and I do not want to relive the pain of losing my <laughs> wife, who also worked on Sue and cheated on me. So do not ask me about Sue. And then that was the beginning of the course. So. Did Sue eat her? <laughs> Sue was a boy, right? Like the most depressing story ever. It was very depressing, but we did have a Transaurus Rex day. He a- answered any question we want, but he was very depressed about his about his wife. So, <laughs> in conclusion, they're saying Sue. This wasn't really your story. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. In conclusion, we're saying Sue. Yeah. And Sue is correct. 
All right, after round one, it looks like the scores are uh, New Kids on the Block Forever at 60, Street Sar- Sharks, oh, I'm never going to say it, Street Shart at uh, <laughs> 70, and uh, Zach Morris's Trash at 80, so a very tight game. All right, so how halftime is going to work is I'm going to give you 10 movie taglines from the 90s, and all you have to do is tell me the name of the movie. We have five points apiece. All right, question one. An adventure 65 million years in the making. Question two, her life was in their hands, now her toe is in the mail. Question three, what sort of man would lead a revolt against a king, and what sort of country would fight beside such a man? Question four, it was the last day of school in 1976, a time they'd never forget, if only they could remember. Question five, how do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. Question six, this non-family comedy is a scream. Question seven, murderers come with smiles. Question eight, love, expulsion, revolution. Nine, look closer. And 10, every generation has a legend. Every journey has a first step. Every saga has a beginning. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, all the answers to the movie taglines are in, Andrew. Take it away. Question one. An adventure is 65 million years in the making. New kids on the block. What'd you get for that one? Jurassic Park. Also Jurassic Park. Zach Morris's trash. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Number two, her life was in their hands. Now her toe is in the mail. Uh, Zach Morris. Uh, yeah, so this one took us a little bit uh, to get to. We kind of uh, honed in that it was probably a Coen Brothers movie. And then uh, I remembered uh, there's a toe in Big Lebowski. So that's what we went with. And Street Sharks. Yeah, pretty quickly I was able to come up with Big Lebowski on this one. Okay, And New Kids on the Block. This is my certificate to as an or, ordained Dudist priest. <laughs> ah, my friend is also a Dudist uh, minister. <laughs> yep, Big Lebowski. And we're all cracked on number two. That'd be great if, if Matt showed his certificate. He's like, I'm a Dudist priest. And he goes, it's Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of man would lead a revolt against a king? And what sort of country would fight beside such a man? Street Sharks. Uh, we're going to go with Braveheart on this one. New kids? Braveheart. And Zach Morris. You, you Braveheart man? I Braveheart. <laughs> and Braveheart is correct. Three for three for everyone so far. And number four. It was the last day of school in 1976. A time they'd never forget. If only they could remember. Let's go with New Kids on the Block. We're going to go with the tubby Ben Affleck in Dazed and Confused. Okay. Uh, Street Sharks. Yeah, this one took us a little while to come up with, but uh, we landed on Dazed and Confused. And Zach Morris. Uh, I think we're going to have a sweep on this one. We said Dazed and Confused. And that was correct. All right. Number five. How do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. 
uh, pretty easily on this one. Ten things I hate about you. And uh, Zach Morse. Ten things I hate about you. We had the same thing. And we're all correct again. All right, six. This non-family comedy is a scream. Uh, Zach Morris. Yeah, we weren't too sure on this one. Uh, we thought that this was a one-two combo that you were being a little cutesy with, uh, which we'll get to in a second. So we we just went with scary movie because we couldn't tell what it was. He didn't write the tagline, <laughs> so you know. Well, I mean the order the order in which the tagline uh, came because we I'll just say it now. We thought the next one was scream, so it went scary movie scream. Uh, but yeah, we were wrong. Uh, new kids. We said scream. Okay, and Street Sharks? Uh, we went a very different way with this one. Uh, it took a lot of reasoning, and eventually we came up with Home Alone. And Home Alone is correct. Oh. 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 All right, number seven. Murderers come with smiles. Street Sharks. Yeah, this one hung us up a lot. Uh, we settled unhappily on Lady Killers. Uh, new Kids? We went with Fargo. Because of Minnesota nice. Yeah. All the smiling murders up there. And the Zach Morris. Uh, we thought this one might be Scream. All right. This is the first one everyone has missed. The correct answer is Goodfellas. Oh. Number eight. Love, Expulsion, Revolution. Uh, Zach Morris. Uh, we said Rushmore. Hey, new kids? We went with The Patriot. Street Sharks. Uh, yeah. Rushmore sounds really good. We went uh, with Romeo plus Juliet. Correct answer is Rushmore. And number nine, look closer. Start with Street Sharks. This one took us quite a while, too. This is a very familiar tagline for me. Um, and uh, I had the impression that it wasn't like a literal, um, like, literally look closer. I think it was like, this is what things look like on the surface, and this is what it looks like, you know, upon further, you know, when you look deeper at it. So I went with uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, new kids? Oh, we're going with American Beauty. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it is. And Zach Morris. I knew it was on a uh, cover of a 90s DVD that I owned, but we we settled on The Matrix. And the correct answer was American Beauty. Suck it! (laughs) It was like exactly what I was thinking of, yeah. It's the one guess that I've gotten right so far. This <laughs> Good job on that one. And finally, number 10. Every generation has a legend. Every journey has a first step. Every saga has a beginning. Start with new kids. So this is a tough one because we went back and forth because the two basketball movies that we know in the 90s are Hoop Dreams and Basketball Diaries. And we went with Hoop Dreams. Okay. Uh, let's go with Zach Morse. Uh, we thought this is where the saga begins. We said uh, Star Wars, Episode One, mm-hmm. which is called what? The Phantom Menace. Street Sharks. <laughs> yeah, uh, we too went with a basketball movie, uh, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> and the correct answer is Star Wars Episode One: A Phantom Menace. Oh, right. You, you didn't say Episode One, so I have to mark you incorrect. Kids in your nineteen, you were nine years old at that time. You know. Yes, I was, and I saw it about ten times that year. Yeah, I was, I was a uh, fourteen, right in the wheelhouse for somebody <laughs> who thought Darth Maul was the coolest. And it looks like the updated scores going into round two are going to be ninety for new kids, one hundred five for Street Sharks, and one fifteen for Zach Morris's trash. Uh, Matt, uh, in the '90s, everyone was scared about Y2K, but it seems that iTunes and internet are working. So, how can people help us uh, keep our reviews going? Sure, um, you know we're on our way to 150 reviews. So, just log into iTunes, give us a review. Uh, you can review us on Facebook. Uh, I believe Android has their own thing on and Stitcher the and the Google Store. Review Google us anywhere, and all those things help. If so. you see us on the street, just scream at us what you think yeah. of us. Roll down your window, give us a shout. What if you have a Microsoft Zoom? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I log into your Rhapsody account and just. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can find all our episodes on Napster free of charge. Uh-huh. Napster. <laughs> yeah, but it might actually be like a, a Howard Stern bit or whatever. It's usually not labeled correctly. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a Baba Booey. Extreme aim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, we don't talk about this too often. We probably should. But if you guys are on Facebook, uh, we already have a Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash trivialitypod. But we have a group called The Crop. So just search The Crop and you can join other listeners of Triviality where uh, there's some uh, daily posting of different trivia questions, some fun uh, discussions going on, and most of the time just making fun of us uh, in our personal <laughs> life. So uh, you can enjoy that. And uh, Jeff, Patreon? 
Yes. Uh, if you'd like to support us uh, directly, uh, which would be a huge benefit to us, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, where we have many different reward tiers, uh, starting at a dollar. So if uh, you think we're worth a dollar a month, feel free to go on over there and support the show. And since I don't have any clerical work to uh, take care of on this show, I'm just going to say hi, everybody. All right. Maybe you should uh, come up with a poll for what Ken should be doing for clerical work around here. <laughs> Cleaning yeah. the office toilets. He doesn't do enough, correct. I'd just like to say, in all the times I've recorded with you guys, this is the first time I've actually seen all four of you at once. Yeah, I, I know. I don't exist. It's a <laughs> Yeah, there is a campaign to prove that Matt is real. Yeah, hashtag not a robot. I can't do it, and I'm often in the same room with him. <laughs> so all of our listeners that are artists out there, uh, how about you draw a picture of what Matt looks like uh, as a robot, or what you think Matt looks like as a robot, and we'll post it in the group. But aren't the photos of him as a robot? Well, I'm talking about his actual, his uh, metal skin. The MatBot 3000. All right. Round two, question one. The category is literature. All the Pretty Horses was penned by what author? The same man won the 2007 Pulitzer Prize for his novel The Road, as well as writing novels such as No Country for Old Men and Child of God. We're good. I should have stopped at All the Pretty Horses. Yeah, we're locked in. Start with Zach Morris. Uh, we went with uh, Cormac McCarthy. All right, and New Kids. My favorite author, Cormac McCarthy. And Street Sharks. Yeah, we also had uh, Cormac McCarthy. And uh, try watching The Road after like several other depressing movies, and you'll feel great about yourself. <laughs> All right, and Cormac McCarthy is correct. Question two, the category is Don't Rush. What famous star appeared in Paula Abdul's Rush Rush video, his one and only appearance? Relaxing. I'm going to let uh, Matt take care of this one. I don't, know if, I don't know if this is right. No, that's opposites attract. Yeah, what were you talking about? The cat? DJ Scat Cat is not a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> that's where mine, my mind was going. Now, do you think as an animal, his name was DJ Scat Cat, uh, assuming that he would scat as in the, the vocal yeah. you know, improvisation, but do you also think he just rolled around in his own scat? Yeah. If your name was uh, DJ Poop Human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DJ Poop Human. Yeah, that would be the equivalent. Yeah. Yeah, you want us to sing the song for you? Yeah, I'll take it. Rush, rush. <laughs> I don't know what the lyrics are. Hurry, hurry, come yeah. to me. I don't know, but they're going up to a telescope or something like that. They're driving in a car. Yeah, you guys were still in diapers then. So. Yeah. so my initial thought was uh, maybe it's somebody who generally doesn't show their face or something like that and they mm -hmm. they appeared in this video, so maybe it's like the guy from Breaking the Magician's yeah, Code or something like that. Tim the Toolman Taylor's neighbor Wilson. <laughs> he shows his face. <laughs> We're gonna go with breaking the magician's code guy. Uh, Valentino is his name. <laughs> Real quick, what's one? What does that mean? Well, he said their one and only appearance. I don't know if like one was something. Oh, some I, no, I of, thought I was putting kind of star, meaning maybe it's an actual star because they're going to a telescope, so they look at like a famous star, like a Hubble telescope or something. <laughs> it's like a star that shares a celebrity name. Well, star. It's not Star Jones. Star Jones. <laughs> so it's Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. All right, we're just gonna go. Uh, we're just gonna go Jack Nicholson because he's always at Lakers games where Paula Duel is. Okay, uh, new kids on the block. We're gonna go with Keanu Reeves because he's the he's the one. Oh, and the correct answer is Keanu Reeves. Dang. Oh, oh weird, Neil. Huh? <laughs> you had no, you had no bearing. Greatest that, video ever. I I keyed into the clue though. <laughs> Argument over. Question three. The category is cigarette smoking man. Who is Dana Scully and Fox Mulder's direct boss on the X-Files? I have uh, an idea. I can see the guy's The face. aliens guy? From, as made famous by the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, I can see the actor's face. He's got glasses. I want you to go oh. out there. I want you to find them aliens. <laughs> is it, it's not Mitch Pileggi or whatever his name is. Yeah, the actor? that's the actor. That is the actor? Yeah. I don't know his character name. I'm just going to write Mitch Pileggi. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he plays himself. <laughs> we report directly to famous character actor Mitch Pileggi. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a he's a colonel, isn't it? Colonel something like um, Sanders. Clink. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. we'll, we'll just lock him. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's go with uh, Street Sharks. We said President Bill Clinton. <laughs> hey, uh, new kids on the block. We said Colonel Jones. The Colonel. Yeah, the Colonel. And uh, Zach Morris. We just went with actor Mitch Pileggi. Uh, the correct answer is assistant director Walter Skinner. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I did know that, actually. 
Well, why didn't you say it? <laughs> I knew it once he said it. Oh, okay. So He's doing I. his best. <laughs> yeah, best he is. You guys get a wife? <laughs> I'm a delight. Yes. Right, question four is Mike Judge not. In more recent episodes of Beavis and Butthead, the band Metallica <laughs> appears on Beavis's t-shirt. But what mandatory suicide band was the first to appear on it? The first round was set to uh, establish confidence in yourselves. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know. I know that it's it was ACDC for Beavis, but... On his shirt, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Okay, we're locked in as well. All right, so it's probably... I'm thinking mandatory suicide is probably a song mm-hmm. by said metal band. Right. Uh, so maybe Slayer or Pantera would be likely candidates. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Judas Priest. I don't think Judas Priest got that... Awesome. That metal. Yeah. I think I Rush. think Slayer. We could go Slayer. We'll lock in with Slayer. Okay. Uh, new kids on the block. Just to clarify, the question was, is the band that was on before Metallica, right? On the shirt before Metallica, yes. Yep, oh. Megadeth. Okay. And Zach Morris? Yeah, this is going to sound real good, Jeff. You can answer it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, we said kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> The correct answer is actually Slayer. What? <laughs> that was on Stuart's shirt. That <laughs> uh, was Stuart's shirt. That was not Stuart's shirt. shirt. Anyway. But again, we're okay. letting it go. That's fine. That's what my therapist says. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this picture or not, but it very clearly says Slayer. Ooh. Uh, well. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. The category is space. The Final Frontier. The Hubble Space Telescope was launched during what space shuttle mission? We are locked in. I don't know if I am right, but... Oh, I mean, we wrote, it's a word and a number. Jeff's a big space guy. You'd think he'd be on this one. No, he's just spacey. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're locked in. I can think of, like, so the space shuttles were, like, Columbia, Discovery, Endeavor, mm-hmm. um, Challenger. Right. They all sound like things that... You would put right. a telescope up with. I can see it being like New New Frontier, New Ver, New Horizons, something like that. All right, I guess we're we're locked in. New kids. Um, discover. Okay. Uh, Street Sharks. Uh, we're gonna go with Apollo fifteen. Okay. And uh, Zach Morris. Uh, we said New Horizons. Okay. And the correct response is Discovery. Suck it. So just FYI, Apollo fifteen was like nineteen seventy four. Grandma Grandpa's prom. <laughs> yep. After uh, five questions in the second round, New Kids on the Block is now at 120. Uh, Street Sharks is at 125. And Zach Morris's Trash is uh, still at, uh, or no, they're at 125 as well. Ooh. The gap is closing. Question six. The category is The Beast Within. This one's a little long, but there's also but there's opportunity for bonus points in it. In the short-lived animated show Beast Wars Transformers, the predecessors to the Autobots and Decepticons are forced to take the form of local organic creatures on the planet they get stranded on. The leader of the Predacons, known as Megatron, took the form of a T-Rex. What form did the leader of the Maximals take? And for an additional five points, what was that leader's name? I own a bootleg copy of this on DVD. I was a big uh, Rat Trap fan. Oh, oh, yeah, this is the game. This is the show that my brother and I used to watch. Okay, where the leader goes, that's just prime. I don't know the first name, but I think that's the animal. Okay. Okay, I we're in. That. Beast Wars was great. It was a really, really bad computer animation, but yep. it was really, really 90s computer animation. All right, we're locked in. I believe it's a gorilla, and I, I don't know if his name's prime, but we just said prime was his name. Okay, uh, Street Sharks. Yeah, so the Decepticons all took the form of dinosaurs, and then uh, the Autobots were all different uh, animals. And the leader was a gorilla, and his name was Optimus Prime. And I believe it's actually, in this one, it was Optimus Primate. Okay. Uh, and you kids? Yeah, you can just, uh, you can just keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only reference I have to this at all, because I don't know anything about... Um, the, I mean, this is this. You guys were young at this point, and my, my, um, you know, uh, Transformers days was in the '80s. So Orson Welles. So I just thought they were all dinosaurs. So I said Triceratops, and I called him uh, Trioptimus. The correct answer is gorilla, and he wasn't Optimus Primate, but he was Optimus Primal. Ugh, I originally wrote that. 
Dang it. Okay. Category seven is I believe I can fly. All right. <laughs> He's saying this at our fifth grade farewell. Well, an iconic movie soundtrack features the following songs. I believe I can fly. That's the way. And fly like an eagle. We're in. We're in. Yep. Now we're in two. Three, two, one. Space, Space Jam. Come on in, jam. If you want to slay. <laughs> I like the... I figured I'd throw an easier one in there since I've been giving y'all real hard ones. Hey, we appreciate it. Everybody was about to get Everybody up. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Uh, <laughs> this is our nine-year-old son's favorite movie, so... Yeah. Good choice. It, Good choice. It does not hold up. It doesn't, no. I just hope they don't... Uh, he, lo- he loves it. He thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, so, so did I when I was nine. That's why LeBron's going to the Lakers, so he could make Space Jam, too. I hope he doesn't. It's it happening. Ruin the legacy of Space Jam. Space Jam ruined the legacy of Space Jam. <laughs> Question eight is same year. In what year did all of the following events occur? <sighs> Boris Yeltsin becomes Russia's first elected president. The lead singer of the band Queen, Freddie Mercury, dies from AIDS. And Croatia, Macedonia, and Slovenia become independent from the former Yugoslavia. I'm going to let Jeff figure this one out because I was hoping there's going to be like a pop culture reference in there. I guess Queen is kind of, but um, uh, but while he's thinking of it. You're um, waiting for a white Bronco or something along. So lines. I was signed up for uh, CCD and uh, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to miss uh, X-Men that on was Saturday a, mornings. That was uh, Sunday school. Sunday for... school, right, in the local area. So On Saturdays for Catholics. Yeah, so I, had to, I skipped it because I wanted to watch X-Men and my parents were like, well, if you want to watch X-Men, just go home and watch X-Men. So then I quit. <laughs> then every Saturday morning, we did it, so uh, there you go that reminds you of uh slovenia <laughs> it does reminds me of of queen because that theme song was composed by freddie mercury that's not true <laughs> <laughs> we already get enough wrong you don't have to make stuff up we're, we're locked in so okay it looks like we're locked in too yeah we're locked in okay uh let's start with zach morris uh i went back and forth on this one i know the soviet union had elected leaders or the head leaders after the fall of the the berlin wall um, I think it was pretty close thereafter. I think that was 1991. Okay, uh, new kids. The fall of the Berlin Wall was 1989, and then the uh, coup that overtook uh, Gorbachev was in uh, early. What was 91. under pressure release? <laughs> yes, exactly. get this going. 1991. Boris Yeltsin. Okay, and street shirts. Uh, we went a little later and said 93. Uh, the correct answer is 1991. Ooh, I was pretty sure about that. <laughs> The next question category is sports ball. College football's BCS style of football began in 1998. Who won the inaugural BCS championship game? And for five bonus points, who did they defeat? I'm out. (laughs) You're not a big sports ball fan, Ken? We can't. They're still thinking. Oh, sorry. I mean, we can talk. Yeah, you can talk. (laughs) So what's up? No one's. (laughs) You know who liked to talk a lot? Linda Richmond. Coffee talk. The Civil War is neither civil nor war. Discuss. Funny enough, uh, yesterday Ken and I saw a license plate like butter. <laughs> like butter, yeah. <laughs> it was L Y K. I was like, lick butter. That might oh. be my. That might be my favorite SNL cast of all time. The uh, Mike Myers, Chris Farley, really? Adam Sandler era. One of them. Yeah. Phil Hartman. How dare you? Phil Hartman's on the cast. <clears throat> you didn't mention him though. Well, I, I didn't get a chance. You interrupted me rudely. Dana oh. Carvey. Uh, I'm locked in. So I. Th- I'm thinking that this is around the time of um, Miami, Florida. Um, I'm not sure. But I was also torn between if this was the Eddie George, Ohio State team. But I locked in with Miami, Florida, beating Notre Dame for the bonus. New kids? So, yeah. So, Ohio State didn't really get big until the early 2000s. So And Michigan had lost two or three years before that, I think. You guys tied Nebraska and, and Michigan. That was 97. The, okay. That's Nebraska won. Anyway, just chill. So I, I'm pretty sure that it was that uh, that Florida team that was the Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow, and then they beat USC. Zach Morris? Yeah, we didn't really have um, too much to go on. Uh, my favorite college running back uh, when I was younger was Eddie George, and um, I, I couldn't remember if it was late 90s or early 2000s, like Matt said. And so we just said Ohio State, and then just the fact that Miami is usually always good. We put that they defeated Miami. Okay. Uh, it was actually Tennessee. Oh, Peyton Manning. Winning 23-16 to 16 over Florida State. 
Yeah, 99. I, I thought that Peyton Manning was the first, or he was the pick in 98. So I thought that the Tennessee year was the year before. And that's where I screwed up there. And question 10. Category is rate me. Rate. I thought it was going to be a Nirvana question. Yeah, for sure. In 1990, NC-17 became a legitimate rating system. What Uma Thurman movie was the first to receive this rating? I don't remember my super ex-girlfriend having full frontal nudity, but I guess it did. It would have to be a movie with a lot of sex, I think, because mm-hmm. they don't like sex in the movies. They, they, they'll kill like a thousand people, but if someone has a boner, like they go insane. So yeah. there's, there's a movie that I know of that was pretty bad at the time. Uh, I believe it's a Cronenberg flick where there's, there's people having sex while they're driving cars, and then they crash them. Uh, as part of a fetish, and it's called Crash. I don't think Uma Thurman's in that. Then it won the Oscar, right? Yeah, and then it won the Oscar. <laughs> We're locked in. You're locked in. Um, You'll spend too much time watching Cinemax in the early Cinemax. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, especially if there was a, a haze over it of snow that I had to like look through and try to focus. <laughs> uh, it was always worth it. Back in the if day. you hold the wire up at this angle... <laughs> <laughs> With the tin foil in your left hand. I could just imagine standing outside Neil's bedroom just hearing... <laughs> flip. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just going to lock in with a guess. Let's start with Street Sharks. Uh, we just put a, a movie that I enjoyed very much called Orgasmo. New kids. <laughs> so I think it was NC-17, right? It was NC-17. It's much later. It's Matt and Trey Parker, but good movie. New kids. Can, can I say that was the first movie I saw on DVD? <laughs> we rented it from when I lived in Kansas City. We rented it from an Overland Park gas station. <laughs> this was a long time. That sounds awesome. Well, life takes you funny places. Yeah. Little BBQ, a little orgasmo from the gas station. You're having a having a good time in Kansas City. Usually, when you get orgasmo from the gas station, you walk away with a little more than you bargained for. <laughs> yeah. Right to the clinic with you. The oh, only man. movie I can think of before with Uma Thurman before Pulp Fiction was a movie I saw a long, long time ago called Henry and June. That was the only, so it was Henry and June and then it was Pulp Fiction and then Kill Bill. That's all I could think about for Uma Thurman. So I'm going to go with Henry and June. Okay. And Zach Morris? Yeah, Henry and June's right. Uh, now that she says that, I believe that's the Philip Kaufman movie. He's uh, the guy that created uh, Indiana Jones and George Lucas, the story. Um, he also actually, before I get to my answer, he did uh, the Wanderers that Ken and I have seen before about the gang. Did he? Was he involved in the right stuff? Yeah, he directed it. Yeah, yeah we just watched that two days ago. <sighs> Man, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that. But the anyway, new kids video? they are right that it's Philip Coffin. We just went with Crash though for our wrong answer. Yep, the correct answer was Henry and June. Dude, not to be confused with the right stuff from Lucas on the block. Right. That's right. <laughs> Going into the final round, uh, it looks like uh, in third place is Street Sharks with 145, uh, narrowly in front of them, New Kids on the Block with 150, and Zach Morris's Trash, narrowly in front of them with 155. It's a 10 Ooh. point game. All right. So we're going to come down to these wagers. Two categories for the final. Category one is Crash, <laughs> category two is Princess. Category three is Andrew Murders a Hit. Category four is Clone. And category five is Thievery. Thievery, like stealing things. All the wagers are in. Category one. Category is Crash. In the video game Crash Bandicoot, what was the name of the mask that protects Crash? Uh, Category two is Princess. Who played Gabrielle... And Xena, Warrior Princess. Category three is Andrew Murders a Hit. What 1994 hit song has the following lyrics? It can't get it right if you can't relate. Trade the cash for beef with a body of the hate. And my time is a piece of wax falling on a termite that's choking on the splinters. Okay, so those were, you can't get it right if you can't relate. Trade the cash for the beef for the body for the hate. And my time is a piece of wax fallen on a termite that's choking on the splinters. Question four. The category is clone. In 1996, Dolly became the first mammal cloned from an adult somatic cell. In 1998, she gave birth to the first of six total lambs. 
What was the name given to that first lamb? Category five is in thievery, often called the first major news story of the 1990s. The Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum was robbed of 13 paintings by two thieves dressed as local police officers. What major U.S. city did this occur in? You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. We're we're locked in, so. Category one in the final, the category is Crash. What is the name of the mask that protects Crash Bandicoot in the video game Crash Bandicoot? Uh, let's go with Street Sharks. All right. So for this one, we wagered 30, which you'll notice a trend uh, very shortly, uh, a short-sighted uh, trend that we made. Um, I played this game a bunch uh, in the late 90s. I had a PlayStation. I got it when it came out. Um, and I know when you get the mask, he says something like, Hakuna Magai or something like that. Uh so we just said Hakuna Magai. Okay. Uh, new kids on the block. So according to our nine-year-old son, we, 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 we wagered 30. And because I thought this was a Dave Matthews question. That's why we wagered 30. And he said that he says Aku Aku. A-K-U A-K-U. So that's what we're going with. Okay. And um, Zach Morris. So uh, Neil and I went hard on this one. We went 30. Um, but unfortunately, the only mask we could think of was Majora's. Well, the correct answer is Aku Aku. All right. So with uh, a little phone-a-friend help, uh, that's plus 30 for, uh, for new kids. Category two. Category was Princess. Who played Gabrielle in Xena, Warrior Princess? Let's go with Zach Morris. Yeah, so this question uh, we wagered uh, 30 on. And uh, I thought initially when you were asking the question, you were going to ask for who played Xena, which mm-hmm. would have been Lucy Lawless. So I was pretty excited about that. But then yeah, when that would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you said Gabrielle. And it took me a really long time because um, this actress, I know she was big on the show, but I, it took me a long time to come up with her name because she's not like huge by any means. Um, I, I'm going to officially put in last name only, although I believe I know her full name, but I, I'm going to put O'Connor as our official answer, but I believe it's R- Renee O'Connor, but that's our our answer. O'Connor. Okay. Street Sharks? Uh, yeah, we had no no idea at all. We wagered 30, which, again, mistake. Um, <laughs> we named about uh, 20 young pretty blondes yeah. and came up with Ivan Strahovski. She'd have been way too young. I know. Just because we answered it doesn't mean we thought it was right. <laughs> I should have said Gabrielle Union. And new kids? The only two that I knew for sure were this one, and I'm pretty sure about the next one. So we wagered, wagered 30 on this one, and it is Renee O'Connor, the second famous, most famous Renee of the 90s. And the correct answer is Renee O'Connor. Category three was Andrew Murders a Hit. It was what 1994 hit song has the following lyrics. You can't get it right if you can't relate. Trade the cash for the beef, for the body for the hate. 
and my, and my time is a piece of wax fallen on a termite that's choking on the splinters. What do we have for our wagers and answers? Uh, new kids. Uh, yep, I, I know this song. I have every, oh my, I, every single 90s Beck song or uh, album out there I have. So this is, we wagered 15, and this is Loser from Beck. Okay, uh, Zach Morris. Neil and I, uh, I couldn't get uh, two princes out of my head, so I wish I could because uh, loser is definitely right. Yeah, well, you were you were singing. It's also if, what we are. If you want to be my baby, I was like, well, that's two princes. So I, I, you know, I was just trying to help. Couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. So we said two princes, and we wagered thirty. We also wagered thirty. Uh, I believe this song is one of those uh, interesting stories where a little bit of studio magic happens, and I think they were just kind of screwing around in the studio and ended up coming up with this song, and we went with loser for thirty. And the correct answer is Loser by Beck. Question four, the category is clone. In 1996, Dolly became the first mammal cloned from an adult somatic cell. In 1998, she gave birth to the first of six total lambs. What name was given to that lamb? Let's go with Street Sharks. Uh, we were coming up with different uh, lamb and sheep related uh you know, names, but we went a little bit more serious and went with Eve for 30 points. Uh, new kids? We bet 15 and we went with Sunny. And Zach Morris? Uh, we thought maybe they were inspired by an earlier 90s kids show and we said Lamb Chop for 30. <laughs> <laughs> and the correct answer is Bonnie. Oh. oh. And the final question, the category was thievery. Often called the first major news story of the 1990s, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum was robbed of 13 paintings by two thieves dressed as local police officers. What major U.S. city did this occur in? Zach Morris. So this one, I, uh, this is the only one I actually knew without having to kind of reason my way in my head. Um I remember when we went to Boston, I was doing some research for questions to ask. And this one I just thought might have been too hard. So I kind of stowed it away. But I remember reading about it. I believe it's in Boston. And I have I think it was uh, a Vermeer. One of the Vermeers was stolen. But uh, we wagered 30 on this one and went with Boston. Okay. Uh, street Sharks. Um, well, we wanted to go all in on this. And we put 30s all the way down. Uh, I just realized that we don't actually have that many points. We had 145 going into the final round. So... 25 on this one, and we went with Philadelphia. Okay. And new kids. So we bet 15 on this one, and I'm not kidding you. We were debating back and forth between New York, Miami, L.A., no, and New Boston. New York and Boston and L.A., yep. and I kept going and she Boston. she kept on saying Boston, Boston, Boston. Boston. And I'm like, okay, let's go with Boston. I have no idea. So we got Boston. <laughs> 15 on Boston. And the correct answer is Boston. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Uh, so after tabulating the scores, it looks like in third place is Team Street Sharks with 60 points. In second place, Team Zach Morris's Trash with 65 points. And in first place, Team's New Kids on the Block Forever with 240 points. And they are today's Cream of the Crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh. <laughs> Great job. So you can see wagering is very important. <laughs> When I first introduced her to the show, she listened to about three episodes and she was emailing me at work saying, I'm not going to be on this show. This stuff is insanely difficult. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, look at her. She's over here prancing around like she's stuff. I need to pee like no one's business. Big Red. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So as you can tell, there's there's a lack of seriousness and it was Triviality Dark tonight. So um, just more fun. Andrew, this is a really great game that you wrote. Thank you for putting this uh, themed game together. I also realized during this whole thing, so I've hosted, I've been on a special Harry Potter episode and a game of death, but I haven't been on a regular game that I haven't hosted. Oh, so yeah, we'll have to have you on a regular game then. That's uh, that's due next then. Sounds good to me. Matt, uh, before uh, you and Erica leave, can you just tell us uh, one more time that website for people to go, uh, go to to donate Meryl? Yeah, so uh, the one that I work on that we use the most for recruiting people is called, it's just join.bethematch.org join.bethematch.org Primarily, if you don't mind me saying, primarily we want people under the age of, not old like me, 
you know, so maybe old like you guys. We want guys in like 20s or early 30s because uh, oddly enough, the uh, consistency of people that actually donate when they're given the opportunity when they get above the age of 35 drops drastically. So interesting little piece of information for you there. And the doggy says you should donate marrow as well. Well, yeah, thank you so much for all that information. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, we'll put the link in the uh, show notes. Uh, any last words, Matt, before you guys head out? Thanks. Thank you very much, Andrew, for doing this. This is awesome. Thanks, guys, for having us. And and we'll make sure to punish our, our cheater son. So, <laughs> and that's right. We'll have to have him on in a few years. Uh, uh, and he'll he'll be on the the teen edition of Triviality. Uh, Andrew, any any parting words you can give us before your school year starts? Uh, just uh, looking forward to be back on here again, and just want to make it official on all the podcasts that I've been on that. My wife is pregnant, so we're going to be expecting our first child in December. Oh, congrats. Congratulations. Good work, sir. <laughs> we will not be disappointed if, if uh, the name is Neil, Matt, Jeff, or Ken, if it's a male. <laughs> or all four. Or all four. Only if it's a girl, though. Yeah. And then in nine years, if they want to help you on the show, we'll have to make sure we figure that one out, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you to uh, my co-hosts, Ken, Matt, and Jeff. Uh, for joining me here in this 90s themed game. Uh, We're all going to go grab our Tamagotchis and uh, have some fun. So uh, see you guys later and uh, we'll talk next time. That was Triviality. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Wait, wait, let me me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing.